Welcome back to Stuff's Business Bookshelf. This week, talking about the book, The Almanac of Naval Ravikant. Keep listening to find out the secrets to happiness and wealth. Welcome back. Thanks again for joining me on another episode of Steph's Business Bookshelf. Each week I share with you the three big ideas from one of the best non-fiction business books that I've been reading. This week it is the book The Almanac of Naval Ravikant, which I read last year and thoroughly enjoyed. As I went back over the notes for this episode, I just thought, why was this not one of my best books of 2020? which I think it kind of was, but it didn't get into my top five, but I'm not sure why. It's definitely a book that I'm actually going to be purchasing the hard copy of. It's a great one to dip back in and out of at different times because of the nature of the way it's written. And it is in little short, sharp bursts, and there's lots of different ideas in there that you can absorb at different times. We're going to be getting into the three big ideas in a moment. But first of all, let me tell you a little bit more about the book and the author's. Getting rich is not just about luck. Happiness is not just a trait we are born with. These aspirations may seem out of reach, but building wealth and being happy are skills we can learn. So what are these skills and how do we learn them? What are the principles that should guide our efforts and what does progress really look like? The Almanac of Naval Ravikant is a collection of Naval's wisdom and experience from the last 10 years, shared as a curation of his most insightful interviews and poignant reflections. This isn't a how-to book or a step-by-step gimmick. Instead, through Naval's own words, you will learn how to walk your own unique path towards a happier, wealthier life. Now, whilst the book is about the ideas of Naval Ravikant, he is actually not the author, but I'm going to tell you about him anyway, because he's quite an important person, obviously, as part of the book. So Naval Ravikant, if you're not aware of him, is an entrepreneur and investor. He is the founder of Angelist, ePinions and Vast.com. He's an angel investor in Twitter, Uber, Yammer and over 100 more. Naval has become widely followed for his sharp thoughts on startups, investing, crypto, wealth and happiness. He's probably most active on Twitter and on his blog. I'll put a link to those in the show notes. Now, the book was curated slash written slash authored by Eric Jorgensen. He is the product strategist at Zali and a writer. His business blog, Evergreen, has educated and entertained more than 1 million readers since 2014. He's also on a quest to create and then eat the perfect sandwich. You can find links to Eric's work and to Naval's work on the show notes. Link to those is in your podcast app. Now, similar to maybe some of Seth Godin's work, if you're familiar with his books, maybe even a little bit of Austin Kleon's work with a different format and structure. This is not a book that is, it's not necessarily designed to be read cover to cover in one go. Now, that is how I read it, which is fine. But what you will find if you read it in that particular way is there is a little bit of overlap between the different sections particularly because there are some key principles that the book or novel keeps coming back to. So it's just something to think about if you are going to pick up this book and read it. All right, let's get into the three big ideas from the book, The Almanac of Naval Ravikant. Big idea number one is to develop mental models. These are your foundation and this foundation is critical. Naval describes mental models as compact ways to recall your own knowledge. And having those solid fundamental truths will allow you to think more clearly, make fewer decisions and therefore act faster. And these can be in all different domains. It could be wealth and happiness or health or work or time, whatever it happens to be. But you might have some that actually are fundamental across almost any domain. Now, the best way to build mental models is to read. 
but especially from some of the baseline ideas around science, maths and philosophy. So particularly science and maths where that is, it's true or false. It is, it is basic fundamental knowledge. It is the laws of physics, etc. And yes, of course, there's still things we don't know. But finding some of the underlying mental models means that you're going to have high quality ideas or starting points and foundations to build on. He actually goes as far to recommend an hour a day on reading on those particular topics, particularly science, maths and philosophy, but also says that you should read what you love until you love to read. Now, the book is filled with these mental models and these principles that Naval uses. One of them, for example, is that if you can't decide, the answer is no. So if you can't decide on whether to do something or not, the answer is probably no if it's not so strong, which reminds me of Derek Sivers' work around it's either a hell yeah or a no. And similarly, he says if you can't split between two different decisions, you take one with the most short-term pain on the basis that things with short-term pain are probably going to have a greater long-term benefit. So having that mental model of greater short-term pain equals greater long-term benefit and vice versa means that it helps him make decisions when he's trying to pick between two different things. You can overlay then this with basic principles of things like compound interest and evolution, and you've then got momentum and you can start to make decisions in a much faster, clearer and more rational way, potentially. So that's big idea number one, develop mental models. Make sure they're good and make sure you're setting yourself up with those high quality foundations. Big idea number two is find your leverage. And this runs across the two main topics in the book. One of the key ideas he talks about is time. And he talks about this in the sense of wealth and how you're using time to build wealth. And wealth is very different to richness or being rich. In a way, the, the being rich is he sees as more of a point in time thing, whereas wealth is more of a long term thing. So he talks about that a bit in the book and defines the difference between the two. So he talks this idea of time in, in order to build wealth, but also to build happiness. He says that what you want in life is to be in control of your time. So leveraging your time, your brain power, your effort and is essentially and well, essentially working smarter is the key. He says the year he became the most wealthy, he worked the least because he had got to the point where he could leverage more and he had learned what he needed to leverage to do so. There's an interesting point on what to leverage and how that has changed for the greatest gains. Previous generations, so Warren Buffett, for example, it was capital that you would leverage. But now it's things like code and media and attention. All of this comes down to learning to sell or learning to build. He says you need to be able to do one or the other. And if you can do both, that is amazing. And with that in mind, he talks about the idea of earning with your mind, not with your time. So not just trading hours for time, because that does have a bit of a ceiling on, on how much that can max out at. But the more you can earn with your mind in, and go to multiple different people, the better. And yes, unsurprisingly, he believes that 40 hour work weeks are a relic of the past and industrial revolution times and need to be left where they belong. Now, there is an important point that underlines this. He says that, remember, no one is going to value you more than you value yourself. So if you're listening to this and think, oh, yeah, that's fine because but I've not got anything to share or I've not got anything I could use my mind to leverage or whatever, then already you are starting on the back foot. So it does come down to knowing where you can add the most value, believing that and then being able to put it into practice and use it effectively and smartly. This is big idea number two, find your leverage and essentially control your time. Big idea number three, it's an important one. It's going to be a short one. It is embrace death. There is an overwhelmingly sense of a calm perspective in this book, in Val's 
writing and the way he comes across. It's like someone who has found what works and is just having fun, living life, learning, reflecting, repeating. And fittingly, at the end of the book, there is a section on acceptance, especially being able to accept the things you can't change and, and how relevant and useful is that right now. And a particular piece on embracing death. Now, interestingly, this is all right before the section about taking responsibility for yourself and your own actions and happiness and all the rest. That's quite an interesting thought around how accepting death or accepting that this is all a short-term thing is interesting. And there is a quote which I think sums this up quite nicely, which says you're going to die one day and none of this is going to matter. So enjoy yourself. And I think that's such a nice way of looking well, at life more generally, but also particularly at work. Sometimes we take it all a bit too seriously, don't we? And we are too busy focusing on the, the next idea or the next thing or the problem we've got at the moment, but actually so little of that is going to matter. And that should really free us rather than depress us because you know, it means we can have a bit more fun because there is less risk of failing than we maybe think there is because it's not of it's going to really matter. I mean, don't do anything really bad. That that might matter. So don't do not do that. But we can probably have a lot more fun and take things less seriously than we possibly do knowing that it's all temporary. And Naval is only 47. So it's not like he's coming at this or coming to this and the, these ideas with 90 years or 100 years behind him. And I think that in itself is quite inspiring that actually you can find that level of acceptance and somewhat peace and ability to have fun and enjoy things without necessarily having lived your whole life and having that perspective. So there we go. That's big idea number three, embrace death. So there we go. Three big ideas from the book, The Almanac of Naval Ravikant. Big idea number one, develop mental models. Find those things that are going to help you whatever you're doing in life, that foundation. Big idea number two, find your leverage, control your time. And big idea number three, embrace death. This is all temporary. If you have read this book, I'd love to hear from you. Let me know what you thought of it. If this is something you're going to read now after listening to this episode and you think this sounds interesting, again, would love you to let me know. Contact details as usual in the show notes. LinkedIn and Instagram are the best places to catch me. And if you haven't already signed up for my fortnightly bookish newsletter, the bookmark comes out every other Tuesday and includes news reviews and things to read and listen to, then you should do that. There is a link at the top of the show notes so you can click from your podcast player to go straight there and sign up. I'll be back next week with another book and the three big ideas from that one. So make sure you hit follow in your podcast player if you haven't already. But until next time, happy reading.